from the desk below. Welcome back, or no problem, my G. Welcome back from the desk below. This is a dream come true for me. I'm not even going to front with y'all. Um, he's one of my most favorite rappers. You know, I've been listening to him since 2006. You know, ever since the game been changed. And let me tell you, he's from a, the place where I get the most love, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So if you already know who that is, I got Willie the Kid on the phone with me. Uh, yeah, it was good. What's oh, you know, we're in the studio, we cooking up, man. How you doing? You're having a great 2019, I seen. Oh, yeah, man. Just working hard, man. Trying to, um, you know, trying to turn some things over, man. Turn over a bunch of leaves, man, you know? Yeah, well, you've been working hard since 2006, and you're still on the go. It seems like every year, like, you have something going for you, too. Um, I was curious, Willie, what keeps the drive going in you? Um, just trying to, trying to make sure I, um... I do great things, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm addicted to just being like operating on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I, I can't just sit around. I can't just sit and watch things happen. I can't watch the world turn. You know what I'm saying? Like I get real antsy if I start feeling stagnant. I think I'm just blessed with the with the with the gift of um having drive and having motivation and wanting to do things. Like I'm I'm always be active in some respect, on some level, doing something. I'm always be that way, you know. And it also shows through your discography, too. And, like, you also revamped yourself as an artist, too, throughout the years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm saying about being active and about keeping my hands busy, keeping my mind expanded, you know what I'm saying, and reaching higher, you know. When I, when I get to a certain level, I, I decide hey, it's not enough. I got, I got to do something else, you know what I'm saying? I go to the next level. And as far as just, you know, discography, I had an opportunity to, come into the game a certain way and be exposed to certain opportunities. But I think in a lot of that process, you know what I mean, a lot of that privilege, I think I sort of um, missed the opportunity to be who I wanted to be as an artist and let the world know who I am. <clears throat> so when I got an opportunity to just fly on my own, I made sure it was a priority to put who I really am and what I'm really about as an artist in the forefront. And also, too, like, you also um, grew up around music, too, because your older brother, he is um, an affiliate Wu-Tang member, but even before that, too, when you guys were kids, too, he used to always play the method man around the house, and he was the one that actually showed you that dreams come true. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, can you remember the very first time that you worked up the courage to actually get in the booth, really? Um... It wasn't even a courage thing. I've always been confident about doing this. Like, I've, I've rapped since a kid on the playground, you know what I mean, on the block, in the neighborhood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and getting in the booth, I was more excited than I, than it was, uh, 
mustering courage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just was hyped to do it, you know, on a professional level. But, yeah, just rapping. I, I mean, I've been rapping forever, man. I can't remember a time when I wasn't rapping or at least interested in doing so. Oh, okay. Um, is it true that you used to write raps on little pieces of gum? Rapping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on everything. I write raps on everything. Right, raps. Back in the day, you used to have things called a phone book. They sent this big ass yellow. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I used to I used to write in the phone book. I used to write, you know, on gum wrappers. I used to write on brown paper bags. I used to write, you know, every, napkins, everything. Like, you know, receipts. You know what I'm saying? Like mail, like everything. You know, always, always jotting down some thoughts all the time. And nowadays, I'm guessing everything, when you come up with a quick ball, you pull out your phone really fast. Exactly. Everything is in my notes. So if somebody's on my phone, they'll have all my, all my <laughs> <rest. laughs> All that fire in there. Yeah, right there, all my rats. But you still probably wouldn't know what to do with them. You got to wield it. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know how to deliver them. You know what I'm saying? So you have. You would just have like some spoken word, I guess. You know. <laughs> well, and also too, your lyrical ability too. I like to call it like a lyrical soul too. It also it it sharpened throughout the years too. And it only shows too through like like even like your latest release, Pearls too. Like, um, I'll keep it all the way a buck if you're willing. The very first time that I ever heard from you, I was in a trap spot at a party. Me and my boys were there. This was around 2006. And uh, How It Goes came on. And at first, I was like, okay. But then when I heard Get You a Gun and We Pimpin', I was like, yo, who the hell is there playing this? Yo, I need to get the CD. <laughs> <laughs> where you, where you, you, where you, Vancouver, where are you? I'm in uh, Calgary, Alberta, sir. So it's oh, the yeah, province okay, right okay. beside uh, Vancouver. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was out in Vancouver a couple years ago. It's beautiful out there. That had been to Calgary, though. I got to make it out there. I was going to say, though, we got some of the finest weed, but the only thing we're famous for is, like, the Heart Brothers, and I'm not too fond yeah. of wrestling. <laughs> I understand. I understand. For sure. Um, so, I was curious, Willie. You must get, like, asked about your projects, like, as you... Um, went on throughout the years too but I was mostly curious about like the recording process of like the data game change and divine and conquer too because those are cult classics for your discography oh yeah absolutely I mean that's just me raw I just got to Atlanta you know what I'm saying I just was trying to make a name making sure people know what it, what it was I did and who I am so the recording process was really organic I did a lot of those records me and Don Cannon we just locked in you know we, we was making music since um, like college, just school and all that. So we just, you know, hanging out and just making the records. So pretty much it was, a, again, it was a natural thing for me just to record the records. But I knew those songs would have been the first time a larger audience would ever hear me. So I knew I had to make a proper first impression. So definitely inspired to do well. And because back then, Gangsta Girls was fucking everywhere. Everywhere, man. Everywhere. Um, so is it true that when you were, um, you went from Detroit and you went to Atlanta for college, that's initially how you met Drama in Canada, right? Yeah, I'm from Grand Rapids. I'm not from Detroit. Detroit oh, yeah, Detroit. sorry, Grand Rapids, yes. Yeah, Detroit is on the east side of the state. Grand Rapids is on the west side of the state. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely across the state from Detroit. But I'm still right in the middle between Chicago and Detroit, respectively. So I'm about two hours from Detroit and two and a half from Chicago, like right, right, right dead in the middle. Okay. But, but yeah, that is where I met Drama down in Atlanta. Absolutely. And you went to school for law firm, I'm guessing? No, no. I went to school for communications. And then um, then I 
applied to law school after that, but ended up rapping instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but you but you stay true to yourself because that's what you wanted to do as a kid. That's right. That's right. You don't, you only get one chance. You some people don't get zero chances to pursue their dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you give an opportunity. I always try to show my appreciation to the good Lord, to God. You know, providing opportunities for me. When I got something like that laid out in front of me, you know, I'm, I'm making sure I'm I'm uh, you know take advantage and I'm embrace that opportunity. But you're also a very humbled soul too, because if anybody would have went through, if you went through, they would have been so cocky. It's like yo, you know, I'm on a record of Ti and Jeezy, like when they were at their prime. <laughs> it don't, it don't mean it don't. Like some people seek validation. Some people need that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Some people need that to, to feel like they're somebody. But I always consider myself a cool guy before rap. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still being modest when I say that. In fact, being I was always a popular kid. I always was a cool kid. I always, you know. Did well for myself. Always achieved. You know what I'm saying. I always had shit. I always had girlfriends. Always, you know what I'm saying. I always had sneakers. I always, I've been traveling the world before rap. You know what I'm saying. So, rap didn't make me. You know what I'm saying. A lot of people who go through those sort of issues. Yeah. A lot of people who rely on the attention you get from rap to create a persona and they live out that persona. But one thing that's always leveled me and, and allowed me to be humble and, and be connected to what's real is that I never relied on rap to make me who I am. Well, and it also, too, like, it also opened a lot of doors for you, would you say, too? Because you actually uh, expanded your career outside of just being a regular rapper, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you actually directed a musical that was a PBS, um, I, Two Cent America. Yeah, it's coming out 2021. We're working on it right now. Oh, so that's not yeah. even out yet. Yeah, no, it's not out yet. We're working with... um. The Dream Collective down in Kansas. Uh, Kevin Wilmot, who's a director, um, worked with Spike Lee on Black Klansman and Chirac. He just won an Oscar uh, this past year, as a matter of fact. So he's an Academy Award winning director. I'm working side by side with him and my team. And we're putting together a, a documentary on the legacy of Langston Hughes and the Hall of Renaissance. Pretty cool, man. Be on PBS. You should check for it. And be out in 2021. What made you actually want to put your time and energy into that documentary in particular? Because something must have spark, caught your attention when you were like coming across it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. If you know who Langston Hughes is, I mean, he was the voice of the Hall of Renaissance. He's the original rapper in the respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's a poet, an author, a laureate. He's a guy who put pen to paper and spoke on the black experience before there was an entertainment space as there is today to tell our story. He told our story and was our voice, you know, many years ago. He kind of birthed the whole concept of hip-hop in a way. I don't think that was his, that was intention. I don't think that's what it was. But essentially what hip-hop became is everything he did back then. So a good friend of mine, my business partner, Jonathan Jokes, his father works for the Dream Collective as well. That's his group of uh, scholars and, um, and creatives. And they asked us to come and, you know, support them and be a part of the project. For me, it was a no-brainer. Absolutely. I'll be there. Oh, wow. I never knew there was that much backstory behind that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. I don't, kind of don't want to wait till 2021, but I'll definitely wait, though. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, so this is um, a thing that I've always told people, too, um, ever since I first heard of you. I'm like, yo, this guy in Currency, man, they have the most craziest collaboration, too. And it also shows, too, when you guys actually collaborate, too. Did you meet Currency very early on at the same time when you were coming into the game? Or that relationship kind of came a little bit after? Uh, I met Currency early in the game. I met Currency when he was with, with Young Money. You know, he, oh, where the cash at? I remember that, Currency. 
Yeah, they used to come to our studio and um and work and record. It was him and Mac Main, Peace to Mac Main, man, that's a good brother. And um I think Jay Mills was down with them at the time. And they used to come to the studio. Matter of fact, there's some footage of us all rapping. Um, it's on YouTube. It was us all rapping, like 05, you know what I'm saying? 06, maybe earlier than that, all rapping in the studio. So they was coming through all the time in Atlanta and Currency was that was my man. We hung out a couple times, a couple in Vegas, had a good time out there. Saw him on the road a lot, and that was my guy. So when I was doing my project, I never a dull moment. I just reached out to him and put it together. Um, I loved how you actually waited to put Dilla Forever a little bit later on in your career too, because I think that project would have flown over a lot of people's heads if you would have released it like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, because that came out in twenty twelve. Yeah, that, it was it was a bunch of songs that I had already recorded already. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. I already had those songs. You know what I'm saying? I think people uh, when Dilla passed away, God bless his soul. A lot of people became big Dilla fans after that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I was always a Dilla fan when he was alive. And well, I was not a love to work with him when he was alive. You know, so when he passed away, like, oh man, you know, do you know I already got these Dilla songs? Like for a lot of people. They were new to Dilla, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show the world how I all, all, I always tip my hat to his legacy, even when he was alive. So I put them, pro- I put that project together, pushed it out. And um, you had those songs ready to go for years on it. You just held on to them. No, no, those songs are already out. I published them. They're out. Oh wow! And, and that's and that's and that's the whole thing I'm saying. Like, and like, even for this, like this Pearls album, it's the same thing. This Pearls album, all of those songs are published already. They're already out. You know what I'm saying? But people don't p- pick up on them and catch and catch up with them unless you continually put them out, repackage them, push them back out again. Like those songs are new. You know what I'm saying? The Dilla songs, them songs are new. Those songs on Dead Presidents, Daily Game Change. You know what I'm saying? A few mixtapes I put out. All of those songs already had already been out. Those Dilla songs. Oh, yeah, because I like how you said that with the pearls, too, because when a lot of people's like, yo, this dude Willie's the kid, I'm like, you guys know, like, have, like, those songs are already out. They're already out. They're already, and, but it I, but pe- I, and it fucked people up when I said that, too. They're like, what? I'm like, you Yeah, should- it's, a, it's a testament to, to, to how well I'm in tune with my uh, audience in the business and, and my audience, of course. I know, I know when I put these songs out, you know, limited people are going to hear them, a select few people are going to hear them, they're going to love them to death. There's going to be a whole nother, you know, group of people who've never even heard these songs. So I can't just rest my laurels on a project I put out and walk away from it like that. I know it's always like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I put that in a record that I put out on, on, um, on, uh, Watch the Fly. You know, all my songs got shelf life. And that's the, that's a fact. I can grab a song from anywhere in my cat, in my catalog, from any time in my career and put it out right now. It's going to sound brand new. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be people who've never heard it. And I think that's the way I've been able to preserve myself in the business. Like you haven't got tired of Willie the Kid yet. And I've been doing this shit for fifteen years. You know what I'm saying? Like you haven't heard it all yet. You haven't even heard the songs that's that's out, that's published. Yeah. So I know this. The, you know what I mean? I know the new shit. You know, I know it's gonna. I'm gonna always have the space to operate the way I want, and always, you know, razzle the people and and disrupt the audience whenever I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm really having my way with it right now. It's it's, it's 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 really dope, man. Really dope. You must have like a lot of people find you in a lot of different ways too, because of your vast discography. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't track how they find it. I'm just glad they do. You know, 
Well, that's very good to hear too, because you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, I want people to find me on this project, or I wanted people nah, to find man, me on this project. Because I, I don't, I don't slack on no project. That's I, 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 I facts. I can pull up anything from anywhere, and this shit is fire. Like, it's, you're gonna be like, I can impress. I can close my eyes and point to any song on my catalog, and it's gonna impress you. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I can close my eyes and point to my features on other people's records, and it's gonna impress you. So you know, I don't, I don't work. You can, you can approach it. You can approach my catalog from any direction, and you will be entertained. I, I always told people you had the best verse on five thousand ones. <laughs> <Appreciate it. laughs> All right, um, so when you um, are actually performing records too, this is what I always wanted to ask you too. Do you go off the energy too, or is it kind of like you know what you're gonna perform right before you get on stage? Um, it's, it, I I know what I'm gonna perform before I get on stage. That's a fact. I always got always got my own program together. No matter it could be a show, it could be anything. I approach any situation. With a full plan, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. But if I get there and I pick up the energy, I might veer off the plan a little bit to accommodate the moment. I'll do that, you know what I'm saying. Accommodate the crowd or, you know, test some shit out. I might do that, but no matter what, I always got a plan in place, though. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people too, but like you actually have like like so much discography. Like it's, it must be hard to choose from from time to time. It is. It is. Like, like I did a show in Chicago earlier this year, and I actually went on the internet and asked people, what songs do y'all want to hear? Because I I was like, man, it's so much music. Man, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and before that, I put out like six, seven projects right before that in a row. So I'm like, I don't even know what y'all want to hear. Just let me know, and I'll, you know, we'll go through it. So I kind of did a little bit of what I wanted to do and a little bit on, on the feedback I got from the people and mixed it up a little bit. Okay. Um, so when you were, um, actually, as a young, a young kid, too, um, you used to buy the Source magazine, I understand. Oh, yeah, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you remember the very first time you ever seen, like, that, the Source magazine give somebody a five mic rating? Um, I don't remember, I don't remember the first time I saw a five mic rating. I do remember when they put Nas verbal intercourse for the hip-hop quarter, but I do remember that. Okay. I cut, it, I cut it out and put it on my wall. <laughs> I do remember that. But I don't remember the first time I saw a five mic rating. Like, but see, funny thing about me, then and now, I never cared about that. That that never meant, that never, you know what I mean? Like, my, my perception on an album was never based upon what a publication said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I didn't. Pick, I didn't realize people even valued that shit till later. Like I realized after the fact that people really, you know, that there's really some credibility in that. You know what I'm saying? Because I seen them give albums three mics, four mics that are classics in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like damn, how you only get that? I think like, like they gave Reasonable Doubt like three mics or some shit like that, like four mics. Yeah. Like that. Like, and then they went you know back I mean? and like, re-rated yeah. it. Yeah, but 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 I don't see it. If you have to go back and re-rate it, that means you're not credible to begin with. And I'm not fronting on the source. I'm not fronting on the guys. Dave Mays and Benzie, I'm not dissing those guys, Benzie, you know, I'm just saying, I never relied on somebody else to tell me what the fuck was was and what ain't, you know what I'm saying, now, you can tell me what the, what the, what the, what the consensus is in the journalism world, you can tell me what the consensus is in a certain region or whatever, but what I personally think is gonna always be what I personally think, no matter what. And plus, too, like, we're not gonna tell, like, the next man to tell us, like, what's this and that, because everyone's different. You shouldn't do that, yeah, you shouldn't do that, and I think that's the beauty of the culture right now. Everybody got individual platforms. You can go look at ASAP Ferg on Instagram. You can go look at Future on YouTube. You can go look at Currency on Twitter. You can, you know what I'm saying? You can do. You don't have to rely on publications to tell you what's hot and what's not anymore. You know what I'm saying? 
You could be an artist with no name at all, you know what I'm saying, from, from Alberta, and you can set up shop right there in your, your living room and present yourself to the world, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's the genius of the, of the culture right now. That's the opportunity, the privilege of operating in the culture current day. You're not waiting on a five mic rating in order to reach the people, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole gem right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so when you were um, actually putting together your projects too, because obviously there was a lot of physicals back then too, do you still pick up like one of your old mixes from time to time? It's like, damn, I grew so much since this. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I would hope so. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that's like that's my whole thing. I would hope you would be able to look at what I'm doing and recognize that it's growth in that. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm not and I'm not forcing it like that. I'm really you. I've I've really grown up. Like, right before everybody's eyes. Like, you know what I'm saying? First time you probably see me, I was a kid rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, but today, I'm far from it. You know what I'm saying? So that progression is quite natural. And I think that's really cool. Because you got to really see me mature in my life. And then that was reflected directly in my music. So it's a real, it's a real cool thing, man. And that's, like, a rarity, too, in hip-hop, too. Because not a lot of people get to see that go from you being so young into a full-grown man. Exactly. I mean, just even my mind and my approach to the music was immature more than it is now. I was a young guy making young guy music, saying young guy things, you know what I'm saying? But since then, I've done so much since then. Now I got more to talk about. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm more, I'm at a level now where I can um, confidently take situations and thoughts and process them and articulate them beautifully over beats. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just staying, staying in tune with who I am, staying in tune with you know, taking my experiences and translating them into music. You, um, because like I said, you came into the game around 2006 too. This was at a time when rappers and artists were starting to get into social media, hence MySpace too. Does it still like kind of like blow your mind how far uh, social media came with the entertainment industry from MySpace to Instagram now? Um, oh, you knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I knew a lot of this stuff was coming. Um, cause Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo came to the studio and he told everybody, <laughs> he told everybody, he said, watch what's going to happen. He predicted the demise of CDs, you know, so he predicted it like back in 06, he said it, like he predicted the demise of a lot of things like early. And then I, then I know I, after a conversation with him, I noticed, uh, social media started to become more important. You know what I'm saying? I saw what MySpace was doing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can go on, I can go to my crib, record a record, put it right on my MySpace page. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, I, you never had that direct access until MySpace. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, YouTube was in its infancy. YouTube wasn't even popular. I remember I'm one of the first people around me that knew what YouTube was. I used to bring my, my Mac computer and record videos on my Mac and edit them on iMovie and put them on YouTube. And my friends like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Now you do that from your phone. I, I can do that on my phone right now. I can put yeah. a video on my phone and edit it on the phone app and put it right on my on my um Instagram. But that I but but to answer your question, yeah, I saw that a long time ago, and I'm one of the first people to jump on it. If you go to YouTube and pull up my page and go all the way down to the bottom, my first post was probably like 04, 05. You know what I'm saying? So that I did right there myself, my own personal vlog. You know what I'm saying? So I've been seeing that shit, bro. Been seeing it. Um, you must get that all the time. It's like you were way ahead of the game, ahead of your time. Of course, of course, you gotta be, especially coming from where I come from. You gotta be, because it ain't won a lot of opportunities swinging our way out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So you got you gotta become resourceful. You gotta figure this shit out. 
See, I always knew that you were from Michigan, too, but how much time did other people get you confused? Like, oh, I thought you were from Atlanta, or I thought you were from Chicago. I don't, I don't know. That's dumb. If you listen to the music, you should be no mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the music, you shouldn't. It should be no mistake in where I'm from. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm redundantly putting on for the town I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, when I heard you go, uh, go out of a food, go at the watch too. I was like, yeah, he's from Michigan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. You and John Connor have like similar histories too, because you guys were at once were both with really big labels too. But now you kind of ventured off, and you, now you guys are doing your own entrepreneurship too. Um, how did that relationship come with John Connor too? Is, uh, John Connor he's no longer working with Dr. Dre. No, sir. He went on his Instagram live and said that he's not with Aftermath anymore. Oh wow, that's unfortunate. I didn't know that. I gotta get. I didn't know that either. I tapped in one day and I seen it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I get a brother call with so well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure what John Connor is doing. You know, I don't know. But I um. But as far as just meeting him, just you know, being in being in Michigan and having mutual friends. One of my homies is friends with uh Mateen Cleves' homie. So his my, my man G big homie is cool with Mateen, and Mateen used to be in Grand Rapids, and Mateen was managing John. So it was man, it was a no brainer. You know, but I'm not sure what what he's doing out there. I'm not. Even, I ain't talked to John in a minute. Okay. Yeah, because I, I always say that too. Between you, uh, Currency, and John Carter, y'all have the best chemistry too when it comes to like rapping wise too. Yeah, that's cool, man. I appreciate that. Um, also, too, this is a very inspira- inspirational story that I heard from you too. Um, when you came across Vidon, he was all always sending you links with his email on it, but like, it was like four or five beats in, the, in that link too. What made you actually want to click on that link? Just like for the hell of it, because you guys have crazy chemistry when it comes to producing artistry. Consistency, but at the time I was, I listened to everything. At the time I have, I had more time then, so I'd be in the studio and I'll just be playing. Like people send beats to my email, I pull them up on the in the, in the studio and play them off the computer. I had way more time to do that. You know what I'm saying? I always listen to the beats. When V Dom beats came up, it was always fire. And I said, this, this guy's fire. Like you know, no matter what he says, it's fire, it's fire, it's fire. None of the beats ever spoke to me to make a record until I until I did the uh, Friends of Money record with Corey Guns. But prior to that, he sent me, you know, quite a few beats that were, and it was all fire, all fire. And since since we like did that one, you know, there was always gems to find. That's my brother, man. I love V Dog, man. That's that's my man. He he's one of the, he's one of the few people in the music business that I consider a true friend that really knows me and really. You know, knows how to connect with what it is I'm doing musically, who I am as a person. That's that's my brother, man. And he also understands your sound as well. Of course, in in a lot of ways, he tailors the sound. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I'm a different artist when I work with him versus working with another producer. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows how to meet me right where I, where I am, and you know, and trigger certain certain things. Like if you like me and be doing music. You know, he's a big, he's a big reason why. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when I hear foreign lands too, I was like, yeah, just leave that on repeat for the next two hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, what made you actually want to collab with him frequently too, or is that just kind of like a no-brainer after like you guys did like the first couple of joints? That's my man. That's my friend. Like, it ain't even about it ain't about music no more. Now it's different. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I know it's, I know it's more on the pops like that. You know what I mean? You know my son. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's my man. So doing music is, that's, that's easy. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, okay. So that's no... And it also, I always say this, too. When you have a relationship with somebody outside to the music, too, it's no-brainer the music's going to come out fire. That's my man. You know what I'm saying? That's my man. Um, so I don't want to mispronounce your um, champagne that I always see you on the gram with. Oh, yeah. Motu Vajet. Oh, wow. That's... Whew, okay. <laughs> Motu Vajet. Um, yeah. What made you actually want to get into that because that's a very interesting game too they could be like literally old white women buying your champagne not knowing that a rapper endorses that's the whole point but it ain't but it ain't, I, i'm not i'm not a rapper endorsing champagne i'll make that clear i'm not a rapper endorsing champagne. okay you're on your I'm business man then i'm a legitimate businessman and my team we own a spirits company and the champagne is just the first item we're putting out under our spirits company you know what i'm saying so this isn't a rap-related thing. This is a business thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want this to be um, perceived as that. You know, it's not a rapper endorsement. You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay. Yes, that's not what this is. So if an old white lady or or young black girl buys the champagne, they're buying it because it's a good product coming from a legitimate business. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I want to leave with. You know, it's not a rapper endorsement thing. I know we see a lot of that in the business, and I get yeah. it. And it's quite natural to make that connection, but I have to be clear to differentiate between what I'm doing with Motu Vijay versus something else. Like, Motu Vijay is one product of many that I intend to release under my spirits company. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little bit different than me just endorsing or being an ambassador for some sort of champagne brand. Yeah, because you actually are the owner behind it. Yeah, I own it. Yeah, me and my team, we own the company. We own the company that produces the champagne. And uh, just to let people know, he said he owns the company, so y'all need to hear that again. <laughs> right, I don't endorse <laughs> it. I, 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 don't, I do more than endorse, I own it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so when you're coming across, do you have certain people that taste the product, or you're very hands-on with that too? It's like, I need to taste it before. It goes yeah, I, de- I definitely need to taste the product, definitely. And I, I, I got a team. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a group of us, and we, we we approach everything together. So I'm definitely hands-on, and I definitely have other ears and eyes and opinions, and you know, that I can trust around me to make sure things go the right way. And um, did you, uh, when it comes to like actually, because you said the champagne was the first of many too. How did do you pick? Because you could have started off with anything. You could have did tequila. You could have did wine. You could have did rum. I'm doing all of that. <clears throat> okay. Well, it's like what you said too. There's more coming too, but champagne was the first one off. Yeah, because I drink champagne in real life for real. Like that's what I do. So instead of me spending money buying somebody else's champagne, you get it yourself. <laughs> do my yeah, do it myself. I probably I drink a lot of champagne. So I'm I'm gonna start with what I do. You know what I'm saying? With what I know. Okay. Um, when you're in the studio as well, too. Um, I was very curious. Your studio survival pack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I gotta that's, ask. Yeah, that, yeah, that's 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 cosmetic shit when I was a young guy, you know what I'm saying? Now I just go to the studio and just make the music. I don't I don't need a particular thing in order to make the music. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that yeah that all that cosmetic shit, that's back when I was a young guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing doing it for for show damn near when you talk about survival pack. Nah, I just need the beats. Just give me the beats. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do this shit for real. Like I don't I don't need nothing to trigger. Like five dogs said, you know what I'm saying? They were talking about, I need the Philly right before I get loose. Poor excuse. Money, please. I can lose off of orange juice. I don't need nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. let's go. Just give me the beat. You know what I'm saying? All right, pizza legend right there.
Um, when you are at, oh, sorry, when you are coming together with beats to, um, have you ever tried your own, like making it or you, that's too complicated for you? Nah, it's not too complicated. I don't do anything I want to do. I just don't have interest in doing that. I don't want to be a producer. I don't want to make beats. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I, I produce all my records though. You know what I'm saying? Like I produce all my records. I don't make the beats, but I produce all the records. Yes. You know, I, I, I determine what the song is going to be what I'm going to say, you know what I'm saying, what happens here, what happens there, and then I collaborate with the guys who make the beats, and then we produce it together, but I'm hands-on with every song, with every album, you know what I'm saying, but I just don't have an interest to make beats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, one of your, one of your greatest, pro- this is well, for my opinion, because everyone has different opinions, one of the greatest projects by I ever heard from you was The Fly. Now, the whole concept of that, too, really fits your criteria, too, because you were literally a fly on the wall during this time, absorbing everything in. Uh-huh, exactly. What was that click? It's like, the fly. Like, there, there had to be something like that just to make that title click. I don't know. I mean, the the, the Jeff Goldblum movie was called The Fly, too. Oh. So I, so I, yeah, so it was... It, it, not that I pulled it from that directly, no. but it kind of yeah. made sense as a double entendre. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just was kicking some fly shit. Everything was fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and still, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the space I was in. I was just thinking, I was just thinking simple. It was going to be called the fly something. I said, nah, that's too complex, man. Just the fly. You know what I mean? Just simplistic. You know what I'm saying? Just the minimalist beauty of it all. And I just started running with it. And then I seen the, um, the Jeff Goldblum film, which I had, a, you know, that's been out way before. Oh, you know, yeah. Out from the 80s. And then the one before that was out, I think, like, in the like in the 50s, 60s. It was, it was old, old, one, black and white one before that. It was, it was the whole thing. But neither here nor there, I just, it was, I, the project was called The Fly Something. And it was like, nah, that was too long. You know what I'm saying? Just do The Fly and keep it simple. And then it started to become like an alias, too, because I was saying it a lot. The Fly, The Fly. You know what I'm saying? So... Did the whole trilogy, you know. And, and you, then, the, and then you fast forward, and the word got real, real popular in our community. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so we all know to that, and you know, but yeah, we definitely started that wave, though. It's a fact. And how many rappers can say they released a trilogy of quality? Now, let's say that I'm gonna say that again: quality content. Not that much rappers yeah. can say that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's every. I, I started to make sure everything. Hits the mark as far as quality is concerned. Everything hits the mark, you know. Definitely. Was um the fly two in particular the very first time you worked with Alchemist Willie? Yeah, yeah, yep, it was. Okay, and it's like once again, like you guys just flown with each other too. But like, did you know? Like, I mean, so did you kind of see that masterpiece theater coming too? Because when I play, you know, I play that like a jazz album. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, right, like a jazz album, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one has ever said that before, but that's exactly you hit it right on the nail. That shit plays like a jazz album. Yes, put that on. Yeah, just put that on. Let that rock. You know what I mean? For sure. That's like a jazz album. Now, nah, um, Masterpiece Theater was something that Al reached out. He wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I was and I was delighted to make it happen, man. I was like, hell yeah, man, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm honored. You know, let's make this shit happen. Um, I did never a dull moment with my man Lee Bannon. And um, Lee Bannon was hanging out with Planet Asia um, from okay. Fresno. But, of course, they was in L.A. And a lot of people, and I got to make sure I say this every time, a lot of the artists that are not from L.A. that come to L.A. and get with Alchemist and get in them popular circles and shit like that, 
nine times out of ten, Planet Asia ushered them through the network. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten. And I was one of those artists, too. My man Lee Bannon, we from Sacramento, we had a project. And then when 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 Bannon went down to see Planet Asia in L.A., they go to Alchemist crib. And Alchemist was, you know, Planet Asia played my album for Alchemist. And when he heard it, he was like, yo, who the fuck is this? This shit's crazy. <laughs> And then he reached out to me like, yo, let's, let's start cooking. I'm like, yo, what? Let's do it. Like, let's that was no brainer. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Alchemist, like, come on, bro, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So we just started cooking. Um, do you remember the album he played for uh, Planet Asia, played from in particular, Willie? Yeah, it's called Never a Dull Moment. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you just said that with Lee. Yeah, my bad. It would leap in. Yeah. Um, when you were coming together, too, for... Um, Lee Ben too, like, cause like you don't do collaborations that often, and put it out together. So with Lee Ben too, what inspired that too? So Lee Ben is a producer. He made all the beats. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I, I always work with producers. You know, like candidly like that. I I like to work that way. Just me and the producer sit down and cook up a project. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, okay, I will keep it all the way back. I ain't heard that project, so I thought it was another rapper that you did that. Oh with. yeah, nah, nah. You got see, you see what I'm saying? You're you're a huge fan, and you never even heard never a dull moment. You see what I'm saying? It just I'm be- gonna live. My my catalog is gonna live forever, G. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing, but no matter what I put out, no matter how dope it is, no matter how much of it I put out, there's still loyal fans of mine who haven't heard all my music. You know what I'm saying? Like. So it's 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 not a good thing because you want everybody to hear the good ass music, but it is a good thing because there's always more to discover about Willie the Kid. So it's a double edged sword, you know. Yeah, well, and you got to remember too, like 2018, you were just going ham. That's right. That's right. That's right. Like you had watched gold. So much more to do too. Even with that being said, still so much more to do. Um. So when you're crafting a song, it don't take that long. Like let's say 15 minutes. Depends, the, like it depends. It, it depends the beat, how I'm feeling, what's going on. It just it depends. I've I've done songs in ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I've done songs in two days. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it just it just it depends. It depends. I, but I, I write fast. Like anybody been in the studio with me, you know. In the studio, like oh yeah, boom 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 boom. I knock the shits out quick. But as far as composing, like just a whole project or a whole song or whatever, it depends. It really depends. Well, one thing I one thing I don't do I don't force music like if I'm sitting down with the beat and and if we're not connecting I just go to the next one I don't I don't force I don't force music like sometimes I rely on just the inspiration of the music to take me to the next the next space you know what I'm saying when and also too like you can tell when the artist has something forced oh yeah oh yeah and I, and I, in early in the early days I used to make records based on the business that was involved with them and I didn't always like the way it felt and so when i got an opportunity to just operate in my own space i vowed to never do that again i don't care who i don't care what you know what i'm saying this has to feel good to me or i'm not doing it you know what i'm saying like musically and just blessed to be in a position that i don't have to you know what i'm saying like i don't gotta do shit i don't gotta do nothing no more with music if i don't want to you know what i'm saying so it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege to be in that space um, look, I gotta run, man. Um, I can call you later if you want to resume part two or something like that. But I, I gotta, I gotta blow right now. I was just actually gonna say, I was actually gonna ask you my last question. I was gonna let you go, Willie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is the question I ask every individual artist too, because there could be somebody out there who looks up to you and really needs this advice. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light, Willie? Yeah, 
Mm, mm, great question. Yo, be yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? Be yourself. Like, establish your relationship with God and establish your relationship with people who truly love you. And pull from those relationships to, 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 to know how and what it means to be true to yourself. And let your art be a product of that. And you're going to do well. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do well. If any of the really kids you looked up to, I hope they take that advice and run with it. Indeed, I hope so. It helped me out. I hope it helps someone else out too. I appreciate you sharing that. Is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go, Willie? Um, O2J Spirits. Make sure you check for us on Instagram, M-O-T-U underscore V-I-G-E-T. Uh, Ambiance GR is the upcoming social spot, cocktail lounge, small venue. I'm opening up downtown in my city. We should be open this winter. Uh, you can follow that on Instagram as well. It's Ambiance GR. And then uh, make sure you stay tuned with all the music. We got way more, way, way, way more um, announcements on the way within and outside of music as well. Stay tuned. I can't wait. With that being said, it's another classic interview from the desk low featuring my guy and my dream come true, actually, Willie the Kid. <laughs> peace, peace. Uh, peace, my G. I was like, love. One love.